This is Robert Fleming, partner in the Tucson, Arizona elder law firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC. I'm going to talk to you today with my partner, Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman, about transferring guardianship. So Elizabeth, here's, here's my story. I was appointed as guardian of my son in, oh, I don't know, let's pick a state, Montana, the state of my birth. And I have now moved, along with my son, to Arizona. I want to move the guardianship to Arizona. Is that going to be an easy thing to do? Good question, Robert. Well, a lot depends on whether or not Montana is a state like Arizona that has adopted the Uniform Adult Guardianship and Protective Proceedings Jurisdiction Act, UGUPSHA for short. <laughs> what a great name. Only lawyers could name something uh, with quite that many uh, words. So um, uh, if UGAPCHA is in effect in Montana and in Arizona, what does that transfer actually look like? Can I just write to somebody and say, hey, I moved to Arizona and it's automatic? Well, I'll tell you, some courts are more familiar with this act and transfers than others. One thing that we ask, first of all, is if you're in a state that has adopted the act and you're coming to Arizona, which is a state that has adopted the act, whether or not you've got an order from, in your case, Montana, saying, yes, you may transfer the guardianship out of state to Arizona. Otherwise, we're going to knock on the Arizona court's door and say, hey, we've got a guardianship in Montana. How do we transfer it? And the Arizona court's going to say, talk to the judge in Montana. So we see a lot of families and quite a bit of confusion about which court to start this process in. And when we get calls to our office, it's, it's wonderful to get people with questions about this kind of thing. The first thing we ask is whether or not you've already gotten an order from the county and the state in which the guardianship is currently in effect. So do I have to do this at all? Can't I just use my Montana guardianship while I'm living in Arizona? Well, it depends. The reality is, is that we see many guardianship cases with an adult um, who continues to receive care in a different state by the guardian and there are really no issues, except in the event where there is an emergency, if there is a medical procedure that's needed, if there is an issue with placement, and somebody looks at your letters of guardianship from Montana, they could simply say, Robert, this isn't going to fly in Arizona. You need to ask the court here to be appointed guardian in Arizona. We never want to have people in that kind of an emergency scenario without the authority by the Arizona court to make a decision as guardian. As in so many things that we do, the ultimate arbiters of the law are sometimes not lawyers and courts, but doctors, hospitals, credit agencies, uh, title companies, real estate agents, all of the people who deal with us who may decide for whatever reason, oh, banks, we need to throw banks in that list. For whatever reason, they don't like the documents in the form that they've been given. And so you're right, sometimes we have to go do things that technically we might not be legally required to do, but in order to get people through their daily lives, we're gonna have to uh, do additional proceedings. Uh, what if it's what if we're going the reverse direction? If I've been appointed guardian in Arizona and I would like to move should I go back to Montana or should I go to some other state? Let's go to Illinois because neither you nor I have the slightest, foggiest notion what, what the law is in Illinois. Well, what I would be telling you, Robert, is let's go ahead and reach out to one of our colleagues in Illinois, have a conversation together as a group before you make the move to determine when 
we need to help you move the guardianship to Illinois. I find in these cases a lot of pre-planning will make a difference. The reality is by thinking together as a group, referring to an attorney in the other state, chances are you're actually going to reduce the administrative cost to transfer the guardianship because everybody's going to know exactly what they need to do and when. One of the biggest questions that I would ask if you're going to Illinois is, is that going to be the state that's going to be the permanent residence of the ward? And if your answer is no, we're just going to take a six-month trip there, then my answer may be very different about the transfer. Right. We don't want to move from state to state to state if you know that it's going to be a temporary move. I guess it's worth saying sort of as a final point that uh, UGAPCHA is a relatively new law. It was first proposed just about five years ago, and a bunch of states very quickly adopted it. So it's now been adopted in the majority of states almost unanimously. There are still several big holdouts. Uh, Texas, Florida, New Jersey, I know, are all holdouts and have not adopted the law. Um, But it doesn't make it super easy to make these transfers. It just makes it a little bit easier than it used to be. Uh, This is the kind of question that we deal with all the time. People can call us up and make an appointment, come and bring us, but we need to see their documents, don't we? We need to see their Montana guardianship uh, papers before we can have an intelligent conversation about it. That's what we do for a living here at Fleming and Curdy PLC, a Tucson, Arizona elder law firm. I've been talking with Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman. Thank you, Elizabeth, and thank you, listeners. We'll uh, catch up with you in our next session. Thanks.